You're listening to MLB.com Extras, brought to you by MLB.tv. It's baseball everywhere. The trade deadline is really moments away when you think about it over the course of the season. Um, And the Colorado Rockies are one of the more interesting teams heading into that trade deadline. So let's talk about that. I'm Allison Sutter. I'm here with Thomas Harding. Thomas, the uh, Rockies are just barely below 500, and they have been mentioned a lot as a team that has um, a lot of tough decisions to make at the trade deadline because they're only a few games out of the the second wild card. Um, But they're not even a 500 team. So what, what is, what's your feeling? Where, where do you think they're going to go um, on Monday or before, just before the deadline? I'll tell you what, coming out of the break, um, Jeff Breidich, I did a story with him, and he said that he wanted to see what this team could do when it was full and healthy. Now, Gerardo Parra isn't back, but uh, they came out of the break, won 10 of the first 14 games, and suddenly they're sitting there thinking, hey, we are a pretty good team. We're, we, we are kind of what we thought we were in the beginning of the season. Now, is that enough to climb into the playoffs with what they have? That's a question that, that they have. Also, they have a roster where it looks like they've built something that could last um, into the future. So how much do they want to disturb that to win this year? Or can they, if they make deals, make them so that it doesn't disturb the future yeah. So what about like Char- Charlie Blackman, um, Carlos Gonzalez? Like, I mean, they want to hang on to them, right? They don't, if they get rid of them, it's kind of saying we don't think we can contend this year. Well, especially a Carlos Gonzalez because of the power he brings. Um, I mean, it's, it's, you know, legitimate compete for the home run championship power. And Charlie Blackman has settled a longtime problem around here, which is the leadoff batter. Now, they do have David Dahl, the top prospect that they called up, and he's playing left field right now with Gerardo Parra out. So when Parra comes back, it's a crowded outfield with four um, starting-level guys and Parra making pretty good money there. So they'll have to figure out how to juggle that, or they could make a trade. At that point, they're dealing from a position of strength. Uh, the problem is Parra's um, first rehab game is three days before the deadline, so it's not like he's really a roster factor. So that makes a decision difficult, and when he does come back, you've got four left-handed hitting outfielders that, especially the way Dallas played, four guys who should be starting with only three positions. So they'll have to figure out how to juggle that. But what I found watching baseball is that it's better to have more good players than to say you have too many good players. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, what, are you surprised at all? I mean, what do you think about this? Usually when we talk, and we haven't talked in a while, but it's uh... – um, you know, Rockies are not really having a great week, and uh, here, but here's some you know encouragement from some of the young pitchers. And we've had a lot of the same sort of style of conversations. But now I'm like looking at it, I'm thinking, well, things are a little different, and I think they're planning on being pretty competitive next season, right? Yeah, they are planning on being competitive the next two years. And I, I go back to some of the things that Jeff Breidich was saying during. Um, spring training and some of the earliest interviews we did where, and I would ask him these questions. I'm like looking at the youth on this team and how guys, how guys tend to mature, how pitching tends to mature at course field. If it does, you're, you're saying um, maybe next year, maybe the year after next is your year. But he said, there's no point. And I remember him telling me there's no point in going there. No point in saying that because what happens if we say we're going to win in two years and suddenly we have a chance this year. 
So they went into it with an attitude, and I think it's uh, I think it's something that maybe the guys here needed because some of the guys who've been around have gotten to um, Ju- late July and early August and known that the team wasn't in it. But now they're playing with some confidence, and maybe they'll see where it goes. The question is, can they make um, some subtle moves like to improve the bullpen, or they just make some sort of really bold move that nobody's expecting and still be competitive? You know, no one expected the Tulowitzki deal when it happened last year. I mean, yeah, they it looked like they had to move him, and, and, and the um, salary said, yeah, move him, but – you didn't see it cut. You didn't really see it coming. And all of a sudden, a, a few days before the deadline, they traded him to the Toronto Blue Jays. So I, I don't necessarily think that the Rockies are standing pat. They're not involved in a whole lot of trade rumors. But Jeff Wright tends to keep things close to the vest. So there, there is a plan. But what I like about this team is that they're playing well here. They're not. Just, they didn't just roll into the deadline as a seller and, say, and, and sit around wondering, gee, which guy's going to be traded today? They actually came out after the break and played to expectations. Yeah, one last question. I wanted to ask you about um, the game against the Mets when they came back in the ninth. They were down, like, I think one nothing, and it was, it was a very hostile um, crowd. The <laughs> Mets fans are kind of, like, waiting for doom and gloom these days. Um, and, the, I mean, the Rockies had to have been uh, really high after that game because that was kind of – I don't want to say improbable because, actually, I felt you could kind of feel it coming. But, I mean, that had to have given them a big lift. Uh, yeah, it did. Um, because, and I think a lot of that has to do with the fact that they've seen some, they've had some success. And also, if you look at the guys who were a part of it, Daniel Descalso, a veteran, he was able to get a bunt down with two strikes that didn't roll foul somehow. But after that, it was almost all rookie-type guys. Um, you know, David Dahl with, a, with drawing a walk after a Trevor Story single and a stolen base. And Christiana Adamas just putting the ball in play where they made an error all scoring the go-ahead run on a wild pitch. Then, ninth inning, it's another rookie, Carlos Estevez, who goes in and closes. So it's not just that they're winning. You look at who's winning. A lot of these guys came up in the system together, and they did win together in the minors. And I was talking with um, Tyler Anderson, who was the starting pitcher, and he pointed out that in the lower minors, they won championships, and Jeff Breidich, who was the farm director, purposely didn't move guys up even when Maybe they should have been moved up because he wanted to show that lesson that this is a team game. It's not about you and your numbers. And I think the guys have taken that to heart now that they've gotten to the major league. Pretty good. Okay. Rockies are always an interesting team, so we'll keep our eye on that. Thank you, Thomas. Appreciate it. Enjoy the rest of your time in New York, and we'll talk to you after the deadline. MLB.tv Premium, the number one live streaming sports service, is celebrating 13 years. Watch every out-of-market regular season game live or on demand in true HD. Real-time highlights, live look-ins, pitch tracking widget, and more. MLB.tv Premium includes a free At-Bat 15 subscription. Watch live baseball on over 400 mobile and connected devices. Watch at home, in the office, or on the go every night on every device. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Visit MLB.tv for details.